Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Mentor Moments. My name is Brayton Wooters, one of your co-hosts alongside Dr. Michael Keener. On Mentor Moments, we take the time to interview counseling professionals and personal mentors. As you know, this season, we've been chatting a lot about leadership, technology, career development, and counseling as a profession. In this episode, Dr. Keener and I chat about how to increase participation, not just at work, but in life. We also reflect on the current season and what is in store for our listeners. Prior to hitting record, Dr. Keener and I were trying to find a natural way to begin the episode, so coming right up was our best attempt at an authentic-sounding intro to the episode. Let us know what you think, and as always, thanks for listening. Hey, Brayden. (laughs) (laughs) So we're about... (laughs) <laughs> um, a few weeks into our, our season three. Oh my gosh. Yep, <laughs> we sure are. And we thought it was about time to just chat a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. The two of us, no no guests this time. No guests. Just, I don't know, just share a little bit about uh, what we've been thinking about, reflecting on some of our past guests even introduce some new things like we we hope to create a blog Mm -hmm. or we haven't created a blog but just use that more to sort of tie in with some of our episodes a milestone you want to know a milestone I think I know what. What's the milestone? 1.5. Yeah we have 1500 actually over 1500 Mm -hmm. plays now. Yeah. Um, And I think last year we finished like seven or nine countries we're in 10 countries now. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. I think yeah. people must be using AI to translate us to other languages. That, that's got to be probably... what it is. Or they just like, we're like soothing for them. So, it's just like what AS, noise? ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> noise. They just like, <laughs> go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what my wife does. She puts that in her Tell them to fall asleep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think the first thought that comes into my brain is um, something that you and I were chatting about just earlier, like before we started recording, was just careers, how we enjoy it, why we should enjoy it, and like the pieces that make it easier to enjoy. And as we were speaking, it made me think of an episode that we did with Crystal, Crystal Weaver. Um, so if you want to go back and listen to that episode, please do. Um, but she, her mentor moment was talking a lot about like having like a work family. And that was kind of going along the same track of what you were talking about earlier. So if you can give our listeners like a yeah. little rewind. Well, for, for me, you know, as our listeners do know, mentor moments were, were part of the Missouri Rehab Association Eastern Chapter. And, and one of the things that we're always thinking about is membership, member engagement, participation. And I think being a board, you know, we want to increase paid membership, right? So we do all these things that these are the benefits. But to me, I, I'm wondering now if that's sort of not the best angle, but like, how do we increase participation? Like, maybe I, we shouldn't care so much who's a paid member, but how do we increase participation? So then why would you want to participate? What things make it value? Um, and again, I think one of those things is the social relationships that you connect with being part of the organization, right? Maybe we have similar values, maybe that helps solidify our values, professional, personal, and so we kind of gain a commitment 
One way to gain a commitment is by increasing our social relationships. I was talking with some other faculty here at Miraville as well. This was more coming out of the pandemic, and, and one of the things that their professional organization was talking about, having work friends as a way to sort of combat burnout. And so again, kind of this, well really, what does having social relationships or this work family do? How does it help not help? So those, I don't know, those are some things that I've been sort of thinking about. You know, I, I have a great fear that all my thoughts are not going to make sense for this episode. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, no. Make your own sense, Andrew. Yeah. This is sort of like, play, 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 put your own paint by numbers. Put your own spin on this. Right, so. yeah. Well, I mean, you bring up a lot of thoughts on my brain, which is like, your, your definition of participation will most likely look different than my example of participation. There's this portion of like, how do we meet everybody's expectations, which is difficult to do in itself. And how do we help people feel included? And you brought up like a commitment to each other, maybe as opposed to a commitment to an organization. And I feel, I tend to feel stronger relationships with people that I can look at and talk to as opposed to one giant organization, whether that be MRA, whether that be Youth in Need, whether that be Maryville, for instance. Um, well, I would agree yeah. with that, right? I mean, we, I mean, the people make our program, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, to say, am I connected to the Rehabilitation Counseling Program or am I connected to the people who are part of, graduate of, current students? Right, so I would I would agree with that. You know that that it's like the sum is greater, the whole is greater than the parts or something, parts or something yeah. like that. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. I was very lucky to where I worked both at a school and my office. And if I just worked in my school, it would be a completely different uh, dynamic. I think working at an office has changed so much of like my enjoyment of my job, the my, my ability to connect both with my 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 coworkers and also just like my my profession as a whole. I feel so much more connected to myself as a therapist, what it means to be a therapist, um, the life of a therapist, when I'm doing it with somebody next to me and they're like, oh wow, you're experiencing this too? So am I. And I'm like, oh, thank you, I don't feel alone. And so that's one thing that I've noticed just like actually playing out in life. Got the notes out. Well, yeah, I got the notes out, but that was just for future. But I, I guess I wanted to agree with you and what you were saying. My first job out of college, my rehab degree, I, I worked for a for-profit uh, consensual managed care. I worked with people, workers' comp. I was sort of always on the road, even though there was an office. It would be rare that anybody was sort of at the office. So I agree with you. Like I, I didn't stay there that long because I felt like I wasn't connected to the office or my cohort or my office mates. Like that to me, I learned early on, I need a social component. I, mean, I think we said this coming out of the pandemic, right? We had this massive shift in one direction. And some things are never going to change, meaning we, we, even though there was like Zoom and Skype and FaceTime before mm -hmm. the pandemic, it was limited, used limitedly. Now, yeah. again, that's sort of everywhere. But what's the shift back, right? So you're right. There's lots of people now or companies saying, putting more parameters on who can work from home or, you know, is there a shared workspace now where certain days of the week you are in this mm -hmm. workspace and certain days a week I'm in this workspace yeah. um, to have that <clears throat> dynamic and I guess like anything that's it's a cost benefit companies are 
potentially maybe saving money because they have less space, better parking, less tra travel. Yeah. Uh, maybe families are benefiting because maybe there's less child care because people are working from home. But maybe, mm -hmm. again, the downside, there's less community. I know, again, as a, as a whole, Maryville was talk. how are we creating community? And, not, and we're not saying you have to come back to work, but how are we doing, how, we, how are we making sure we're having our virtual employees involved in the process of things? So they feel part of the community as well. Again, I don't know. Maybe we're obviously we're counselors, we're social people versus maybe somebody that <clears throat> views work differently or maybe a little bit more. Well, yeah, because because the reason why I I, I was making a, a facial expression because I, I was thinking about something that I had heard quite a bit, um, like either in like movies or like culture or TVs, which is like I'm at work, I'm not here to make friends. For those individuals that, that really kind of feel that and take it to heart, I'm wondering like if what we're talking about is just you, like, no, I'm not in the business of wanting to do that. Well, I think, see, this is why this is so fun to kind of just free flow and, uh -huh. and chat, right? Like maybe at different times in their life, they need different things, right? And so maybe sure. at certain times they need a more flexible, and so maybe a work life isn't, or the, you know, the family fund, the work, work family isn't as needed as maybe other avenues. Um, my wife will say she will, like, having a, a social, having friends at work is important to her because that sort of makes the, the tough thing about any job or the stressful thing a little bit more bearable. But I think my wife is also somebody that does excellent in finding things outside of work that make her equally as happy versus I think I'm a little bit more integrated. My, my work life is also my social life mm -hmm. where she does a better job of keeping it. I don't know if I lost my train of thought there or not. But uh, Well, you're, you're bringing up something that I think my, my dad, I guess growing up, I was always raised and watching my parents in their in their day-to-day -day jobs. They always kind of like sent a message that was very much like, do not make friends. <laughs> These are not your friends because they like, uh, there's a risk. There's an inherent risk in having work friends or having a relationship with your coworkers. If it can go fun, it can go not fun very quickly. And um, I remember just hearing these like, not horror stories, but like these like cautionary tales for my dad about like the ability to, for the lines to get blurred. Sure, I hear safe than sorry. Yes. Right? Like just. Well, and I think that, that probably that was, that, that might have been the culture, Nick Rain, you did say that, like, you know, we're counselors. So, you know, it does, it, it probably is dependent on the job that you're in. And I'm wondering if it's a cultural thing, like if it's a generational thing. I, I don't. You're a little more seasoned than me. <laughs> so, I, never, I thought we so, were the same age. <laughs> so, like, is that something two that brothers you... from the same mother, right? Well, they are two brothers, right. different mother. I don't know that. that, that... Is that something that you've seen though? Like, well, I am uh, more seasoned than you, and I, I think I'm now at an age where maybe I can see generations a little bit. Um, I don't know if I'm answering this question, but I don't know. Well, I guess. Well, I wonder. I do wonder. Again, we talk about maybe somebody that's closer to your generation being a lot more protective of self, or maybe somebody in my generation or and older was. Yes, I will work the extra for you know, like the greater 
corporation good or mm-hmm. that we're, I'm loyal and that's what you just do. And so I see some of those generational things, like like maybe students of a younger generation really taking time and consideration to find the right fit for them. So that whether they're maybe work at three or four different organizations early in their career to find it where I think somebody from my and older, you find that first one and you sort of work there as long as you can, you know. Yeah. Well, I have so many thoughts on what you just said. Just the first thing being that, yes, being of a younger generation, there is a a more of a, of an emphasis on like being an individual, much more individualistic. Part of my brain wonders if like, let's say that I entered the workforce 50 years ago, would having a work family be uh, something that was important to me? I don't know. I don't think so. From what I know and from what I've gathered from other people is that that it wasn't an emphasis. That wasn't something that really people talked about. And if you made a friend, sure, cool. But like, that's not really something that's like important. And now maybe it is. And what does that mean? Is, should it be important? Um, should work be trying to fit that need? Or is that... Or are we asking too much out of our jobs? I I guess what what I would respond to that comment was maybe from a leader or or agency perspective, and I guess these are some leadership philosophies that if a leader invests in their staff, in theory, Mm -hmm. the staff is going to invest back into the mission of the ops, you know. And so... I want to invest in my students the same way that then they would invest in this class and in the profession. So, so I guess I would want them to have mm-hmm. those connections or that investment. I guess the second thing that I'm thinking of as well, having a work family does not equal having commitment to your company. That's correct. And I think that those the, the I've seen yeah, young people agree. make that mistake that it's that that equals the same. Being, you know, young, I, I, we're all kind of raised with, you know, the opposite of that commitment. You know, don't don't be too committed to your company. Make sure you bounce around a lot, X, Y, Z. And I think that we go into that with like, okay, I'm going to be here for like maybe two years and then I'm going to split. So I'm not going to like try to sit around and like try to make commitments because. Right. What I love about you. Go ahead. Break it late. Sock it to me. Sock it to me. Multiple times today, you have said, before this podcast, sort of something like, what is it about me that makes me feel this way, right? What a great counselor statement. So, in me thinking on the fly, why do I like or feel like I need a work family? Is I want, like, I have one, I have one brother, we live 800 miles away, um, so I wonder how much it's, it's more, maybe somebody who has a big extended family may feel less of a need or there's other sort of I guess like familial or cultural factors it's it's funny it's interesting in other areas of my life I don't feel like I'm heavily invested I would like to say in Maryville in the wrestling team uh, a professional organization MRA I mean I also go to church but I don't it's almost like I don't have any more energy to be super invested. So I don't have, like, church friends, even though I, I go. So, like, I also wonder, like, why in some areas, free-flowing, yeah. am I more, I mean, again, I, there's only so much time that you have to be a volunteer, right, to be a joiner and to give to other things. So, so, I don't know. That was, so then that my, was, my question then, I guess, is not saying that there's none, but, like, if there's less, like, person buy-in, 
maybe we're getting too deep. Yeah, like, no, no. Why do you keep showing up? Like, yeah. you know, that is an awesome <laughs> question. We got, we got full circle here. So I also found this theory, and again, it's as good as a theory can get. It is um, a theory called organizational commitment, and they talk about three com three components that make you commit to something, right? One is this affective component. Um, and that's where you sort of aligned value-wise or a sense of belonging, um, loyalty. So again, maybe MRA, I, I like the values of what MRA holds. There's also this, the second one is a continuance commitment. And to me, that's sort of the, the cost benefits, right? Like, it, what would I lose by not Continuing. So why have I stayed? There are, there are some lasting friendships that I've made with MRA. Because I'm a faculty member, it's become, I always say, like a secondary alumni association because there's so many students that are also part of MRA or at least in the MRA world. Um, so again, if I stopped, I would lose that. And then that last piece is called a normative commitment. And that's more maybe something like where you stay committed to something out of a sense of obligation or ethics or morals. And I know I said loyalty already as a, the affective piece, but to me, I put that in there. Like, to me, I'm bought into MRA. Why would I want to start another organization when this one is, is good or fine? I think, I don't know if we can tie it to mentor moments. It's like, we've done three seasons. Why would we stop now? Like, we, 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 we're committed to it. And to me, that's the, maybe the final point. Is, is What I still haven't found is where's the tipping point? What, what keeps you staying? Like, like, why have I been a part of it? You know, again, what, what, you know, what made me where maybe I wasn't committed to now I am committed? But you were taking notes there. So I I'm was. I'm dying to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to see what you're... Well, I, I, the first one that you brought up, which is like that effective, uh, like, right? Like where our values are lining up. And we're really lucky where we're, we're working at institutions that are very value-based. I mean, universities are kind of like, you know, that's kind of their whole shtick very much, is <laughs> I will say, is very value-based. And, and so are nonprofits, right? Because I work for Youth in Need. And it's, it's ingrained in my brain, the, the, the values and, and stuff. And so I'm thinking about those individuals that maybe where the values are more difficult to find. I think about my first job I ever had and I was as a lifeguard and I'm like, oh wow, what are the values of a pool? Saving, <laughs> saving lives. Okay, so, right, so, so maybe maybe another, another like, in, you know, another job that I could have had, like working at, a, at our Taco Bell. Right, like what are the what are well, the how are my values mixing with Taco Bell's values? Well, again, I, maybe you know we think developmentally. Maybe we weren't in a place to recognize that because my first, I went to an all boy high school, and my first job was retail. And for me, the reason why I loved it is because it gave me an opportunity to interact with the opposite sex on a safe level, like I versus. Right. I wasn't trying to date people, not date people, but I could talk to people because I didn't have that through our freshman to senior year because it was an all-boys school. Like I didn't know how to interact as a friend with it, you know. And so to me, like when I went to work there, it was like sure. So the maybe you make the value. Yeah, right. right yeah, yeah. Own, yeah. I, 
So maybe I don't know to fit in these these three. Maybe the, yeah, make the value of right. I appreciate the what it's giving. Maybe that's the again the um, con continuance. Like I was, I would, I'm staying so I don't lose this opportunity to interact with new people. Yeah, and, and this is something that, that you and I were, were chatting about, and I kind of want to return to it because I I don't know if I know fully where it would go. Right about about money. And, and you mentioned that money might go into that, that piece of like, well, what will I lose if I leave? And I also think of like that 16-year-old at a Taco Bell, 16-year-old me at, at the pool. And, you know, maybe the value I'm looking for is money. Yeah. Right? And what that money will give me right. is the value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's giving you a fun summer, right? You have money right. to go to the movies or to go play putt-putts or uh, mm -hmm. to buy the video game or to... Tractor races. Yeah. And, I, and I even think about a tractor race. I almost want that slide too. <laughs> well, I, and I even think about like the hours, like even hours can go into that because of the, my pools, the hours were, were meant to be like a summer thing. You know, if you want your evenings, you can go to your evenings. If you want your mornings, you can go to your mornings and like have something as small, I'm putting in quotes, small as like, oh, your, your, your hourly schedule can fit into that, like the values piece. Like if you value time with your family or if you value, you know, these other pieces. Like even thinking back to that first job at Champion Factory Outlet, I am still friends with a handful of people of there. So there is that social, again, maybe again, maybe that, again, we talk about used career theory, right? There's mm -hmm. six personality traits that align with six work traits, and when they match, we have this true reasoning or, or whatever, the trading factor. But so again, maybe that social piece that yeah, and I guess I even say that there are sort of people I'm still friends with that are older than me, and then also ones that were at, you know same age um, as me. So, so you know, I don't think it would be an episode of mentor moments unless we give give a mentor moment, right? Yeah. Um, and you got you got. I, this I think one. I think I do. I I think right. So if there's like a like a a take home message from this episode is to kind of first of all look at what you're valuing out of your job um you know get out a piece of paper and write down like what you're getting out of it and if it's kind of looking like a short list you know what are those effective normative um values um that we're looking for in a in a, in a position and if i if i can i add something for to yeah, that yeah. like i know it's simple but participate yeah this is my mom like i learned you know, many things from my mother and father, but when I was giving my mom's eulogy, I, I realized where like, my mom was a joiner. She organized every class reunion for her high school and college, and she was part of a, um, a skating association for kids with disabilities, and she was all, you know, like she was just, she was my dead mom. So, like, participate. First of all, participate in the life, whether, again, that's part of, you know, personal hobbies, vocational hobbies, whatever, participate in those, that participation, again, going back to these values, we'd like to help us better align your values, right? There's so much literature that says when we're more clear with who, who we are, our values, our identity, we can be more successful, right? Yeah. That we can have this growth mindset or flourish. So participate. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mentor Moments. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere that you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to follow us at Mentor Moments on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And we'll see you on the next episode of Mentor Moments.
Are you ready for a career that makes a difference in your community? Consider becoming a counselor with Missouri Vocational Rehabilitation. Vocational Rehabilitation Counselor helps people who have disabilities find a career path that helps to use their strengths. When people have the supports that they need, it makes anything possible. I am proud that I'm able to help people change their life and reach for their dream goals. Discover the change you can make. Visit mvr.mo.gov to get started.